0: Hello and welcome to The Celeste Stein Show. Thanks for so much for tuning in today and joining us. Our show covers certainly a host of topics, news you can use, self-help topics, and entertainment. I hope that you will certainly like, share, and subscribe to my channels on YouTube and BBS Radio. Well, we have somewhat of a different format today. We're going to be doing a special master class on business, public relations, and marketing. And I'm going to just tell you a little bit about uh, my company, which is Bishop Stein and Associates Public Relations. Um, The company was founded 23 years ago in the greater Nashville area. um, After I had a wealth of experience working in television as a broadcast journalist and basically spending some time also in radio and public relations, working for the airport authority in the greater Nashville area, also um, spending some time teaching and studying communication at Regent University where I received my Ph.D in strategic communication. So I want to start by talking about business. And if you've ever thought about uh, the idea of starting your own company, I'll tell you that can be a very daunting task. You can be a little bit, you know, uh, fearful about getting out there and starting your own business. Um, And there's good reason for that, because if you didn't know, one out of 10 small businesses fail in the first year. So that means that if you plan to succeed, uh, you better make sure that you have a plan lined up for that. Uh, That what they say, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So when I started uh, my company, I'd spent 18 years as a journalist, mainly working for ABC. And I followed that with... um, working as again, I said, uh, with the airport authority in Nashville as the manager of public affairs. So gained a wealth of experience, uh, about public relations, marketing and advertising. So there was a foundation there. I didn't just jump out into something I didn't know anything about. I, um, you know, had somewhat of a foundation underneath me that would enable me to have a firm, strong footing uh, before I just jumped out there. But even with all of that, I will tell you, I was still afraid um, to start my own business. And I... I I will tell you what the fear was is, you know, what if I'm not successful at this? What if I don't make it? You know, so what do you have to do so that uh, you can alleviate some of those fears? And I remember talking to a friend and uh, that friend said, fear is just false evidence appearing as real. And that person also asked me in terms of my uh, fearfulness about you know, jumping out there on my own. He was like, what are you so afraid of? And I really thought about that. And I was like, you know, obviously that, you know, it may not work out. So, okay, if that's the worst thing that can happen, what, what is the you know, uh, solution to that, right? So the solution, obviously, is having something uh, to bounce back on. And, you know, I was like, i worked since I was nine years old. I had a newspaper route working for the Washington Post back in Washington, D.C. from the time I was nine. So I'm not uh, fearful of hard work. And so that's, you know, what you you do. You figure out the solutions to some of your problems. So The next thing or the next part of it is uh, having financing and then also having a plan for your business in terms of making sure you have all the right things in place that are needed to make sure you're running a legitimate business operation. So, when it comes to to financing, you have to consider that a lot of banks look for businesses to have at least a year or so under their belt. They are going to want to have your financials, things like, well, a business plan, and they want to know, well, how much um, revenue have you brought in, like, say, the last three months? The last year, and so if you're just starting, those are not easy things to do. But there are special programs in place, especially for women-owned businesses, minority-owned businesses. Uh, you can work with the SBA, the Small Business Administration, and talk to them. And there are many banks. Uh, if they can't fund you, they have secondary resources that they can go to, and uh, you know, make sure that you're going to have the right amount that you're going to need to sustain your business. So one of the things that you have to look at when developing your business plan, first of all, you have to have a mission, a vision statement, uh, you know, what is your purpose? Who do you serve? You know, who are the communities that you uh, are going to reach out there and and serve, uh, especially if you have a service-oriented business, um, you know, that would be businesses like uh, dental offices or... Uh, businesses that offer a service versus a product like retail uh, outlets, you know, clothing stores uh, sell merchandise. So uh, those are the uh, two distinguishing factors, goods and services. So you have to kind of look at, well, what kind of business operation are you going to set up? And then, you know, there are several different corporate structures That you have to set up to get your business underway. And having been a teacher, I remember having students that had no idea that they really needed to, in order to legitimately run their business operation, that they needed to set up the proper corporate structure. So I want to talk a little bit about that. First of all, uh, number one, you have your sole proprietorship. That's kind of if you're operating on your own as an individual, maybe you're, you have a small part-time business that uh, you operate out of your home. You can file under your taxes. Uh, if you're sole proprietorship, you can just be able to duct, deduct some of your business items, um, on your taxes. And that's the important thing about setting up this business structure because it enables you to deduct um legitimate business expenses from your taxes so you have that then uh you can set up uh an s corporation and so subchapter s uh is a designation that the federal government uh, comes up with to um outline um how uh taxes like uh when you when you have revenues there are pass throughs that pass through to your personal taxes. So if you have any kind of profit, it passes over to you and any other investors in your company to your personal taxes. And so um, that's a little bit different than say a limited liability company. One of the things though that I will say about both of those is they protect, uh they're they're put in place to sort of separate your business from your personal assets so that you're not possibly sued personally um, if something is is under your business. So that's another reason you want to set up your uh, business structure in the right manner. And so as, as a, a subchapter S, um, you just have to get uh, also, when you're starting your business, an EIN. And that's going to require um, that type of information, whatever designation that you are as a business sole proprietorship or uh, subchapter S, but the EIN that stands for Employment Identification Number, and so that EIN is important when identifying uh, your your business as a legal business uh, structure and operation. So you have that, you can have a C corp. Those are for larger corporations that have you know several employees. Usually. Um, with, uh, the smaller, uh, entities, limited liability or, uh, S corporation or sole proprietorship, if you have under five employees, that means that you usually don't have to get, um, you want to always have general liability insurance. And that's something I'll talk about more in a minute. But, um, in, in addition to that, you just want to make sure that, uh, that you you set it up where it's uh, going to be um, pretty much uh, make sure that you have it set up right. Um, I'm going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, I'm going to continue to talk a little bit more about how you lay out that business uh, corporate structure. So we'll talk about that in just a moment when we come back. A lot of things have come to a screeching halt due to COVID-19, but you should know that the court system in Tennessee is still open and holding in-person hearings for orders of protection and other types of abuse cases. If you have a hearing date, double-check on where your hearing will be held. If you need assistance on an order of protection or temporary restraining order, contact the Legal Aid Society at 1-800-238-1443 or visit our website at www.las.org. Hi there. And uh, I was just talking about how you set up your business structure. And so we've talked about, you know, having a sole proprietorship. That's if you're an individual, um, an S corporation. Uh, that's where you have the pass through of any profits that you make that come over into your personal um, taxes when you're filing your taxes. And then you have the um, uh, the C corp. Uh, which is for, you know, your larger companies. And then uh, the LLC, which is a limited liability company. And so most people, when starting a new small business, usually are going to opt for the S corporation or the limited liability company. They offer more protection than the the sole proprietorship, which is filed under your regular business taxes. The others um, usually you are required to file an 1120-S when um, you are filing your taxes, which uh, certainly lays out all of the um, various uh, things that you can deduct from your taxes, from real estate to to vehicles to office supplies and things like that. So it's really important um, Again, to set up your business structure in the proper manner from day one. That way, you don't have a a lot of uh, trouble and issues when you're, uh, you know, the following year trying to file your taxes. There are um, many forms uh, that have to fill, be filled out, like your 940, your 941, those um, pretty much, if you have employees and you're paying those employees, you have to set aside a certain amount of taxes. You know, you heard of FICA, that is what's coming out of the check. And that money has to be set aside and sent to the government. So those are really important things because if you haven't done that all year and the following year comes around and you have not set that money aside, you're going to owe that money. So that can take a business out. And they say that just as fast as a business uh may grow and you think that's great well if you don't have the resources or the financing to help your business grow that's gonna you know destroy your business just as fast as you know not having any business at all so it's important to be prepared for that and just kind of think ahead about that uh the next thing i want to kind of get into um in this brief, uh, masterclass today, I want to talk about, um, what my business does. So, uh, our business is Bishop Stein and Associates, public relations, marketing, and advertising. Um, we actually started like in 1994, but, uh, as a sole proprietorship, but as it grew and we started doing the business, uh, on a full-time basis, um, we ended up uh in two thousand in incorporating and uh doing a subchapter s uh company in March of two thousand so at that point um you want to kind of look at uh okay where uh am I going to you know put the business out. Uh, back when we started, we really didn't have all this social media and ways in which you could uh, get your business out before people. So there was a very um, structured way of promoting and marketing uh, your business. So let's start with public relations. So we originally started as a public relations business. And so what do public relations uh, people do? Sometimes uh it's sort of a catch all term that many people don't really understand uh public relations but pretty much it's um uh things like free publicity um public relations people develop strategic uh plans for companies that encompass Uh, what you're going to do in the way of public relations, marketing, and advertising. Um, It's a way to get your business out um, in front of key opinion leaders free of charge. So, uh, for example, you may write a news release to get your business out there. Um, You know, while it may cost a little bit to write that and put that together, it's not like paid advertising, which we'll talk about in just a minute. With public relations, you're going to be writing a news release that has information about the particular topic. It may be a product, it may be an individual coming on board um, with the company. It may be that that person's doing a TED talk. You know, so there are several different things that you can use public relations for uh, to get you know an idea or a promotion or you know, something like that out before the public. Now, where does that news release go? So typically, um, you know, back in the day, you know, before there was all this social media, uh, we used to develop uh, media lists. And those lists would include like your local um, television and radio stations, Uh, magazines, and uh, other trade publications. And so uh, those contact media lists would have, you know, names, uh, um, addresses, phone numbers, and, you know, we used to fax and then follow up with a phone call. Well, now it's so much easier. Certainly, um, you're able to put information like that out on multiple um, social media platforms. You can even have uh commercials that come on a YouTube channel uh or a podcast explaining you know whatever the service or product or whatever the news release is about. So that is one way. Well, as we evolved in working for some very large Fortune 500 companies, they may carve out a piece of uh, the business for us to do. They may be having um, an event and they want us to want we want us to maybe write a dozen news releases in a day, you know, that go out globally or something like that. So we would uh, develop that information, get that out um, across uh, the the platforms mentioned so that it would air on television or, you know, radio, um, and they may call and they want to set up an interview with someone from the company to talk about whatever the release is about. So That's how that used to work. But now, as I mentioned, you have so many different ways in which you can get your product out before people. Now that we thankfully have YouTube channels and things like social media where you can certainly um, do free ads and and get free information out before people can do attachments and all types of things. But you do keep in mind there's an art to that. Some people are not necessarily doing it right. And so you might want to consult a professional that can really help you in um, developing your branding so that everything is uniform and that you are able to take things and put them out um, consistently across multiple channels, because one thing about messaging, it has to be consistent. And so if you're saying one thing on one channel and something else on another, that is a big no-no. So you want to make sure that you're doing it right and that you're consistent. You know, maybe after some time, uh, you know, you might kind of get what needs to be done, but you don't want to kind of move in the wrong direction on the front as front end, especially when you're starting your company. So, um, those are, are ways in which public relations can really be of benefit. But sometimes it involves meeting with what we call our key influencers or key opinion leaders, because those people can also uh, make or break your business by uh, putting out information. Um, based on something that may be not so good um, sometimes. So that uh, PR person can make sure the messaging that you're trying to get out definitely stays consistent and goes to the multiple channels that it needs to go to so that people are, number one, aware of your product, who you are, what you do, how you operate, and then two, um, it, it can give people uh, just just basic information of that they may need um, to you know get it out to the masses where people may want to actually buy your product and that kind of thing. So it's really important that you understand kind of all of that, how that works, and how to to use that. So in getting before those key opinion leaders, it may just, it may be a meeting with someone from the legislature or somebody in Congress that can talk about um, laws, legislation that may impact your company or what you do, et cetera. So um, that's sort of, as you get to the the higher level of things, but um you know we are all impacted by our our daily laws uh that are set forth so it's important to know those things and and know how to navigate uh in that way so um beyond public relations then we also have um your your marketing so what is marketing marketing is a way in which you may pay to get your idea, your product out before people. So um, sometimes marketing involves a commercial. Um, You see commercials on television every day. I'll tell you those commercials that run like on the Super Bowl, you know, they may be paying $1.2 million for one spot. That runs during the Super Bowl. So that should tell you something about media ecology and uh, influencers and people and how you can be influenced to purchase a particular product because, number one, you know about it. And, uh, number two, you're learning, you know, things like what, what's it going to cost me and the, the things that you might want to know about a, a particular product, or if there's something harmful, often you'll hear with, uh, certain drug related products, you know, they'll do this great commercial. And then afterwards it'll tell you all the things that might be harmful to you. So, but still, and yet there are certain, um, rules that the FTC Federal Trade Commission uh gets out there um that y- you know uh these companies must abide by especially when it's a product that the uh consumer may um actually consume take in um or put on your skin or that kind of thing, like a cream or a lotion and so forth. So it's important to know those things. A lot of times, public relations, marketing and advertising, people are very much aware of that. So we've talked about TV commercials, but you can also have things like direct mailers, Uh, direct mailers. uh, You know, often you'll go to your mailbox and yeah, you might call it junk mail because half of the things that you get in there, you're like, ah, another one of these, you know, but Every now and then there might be something, you know, that catches your eye, uh, a coupon, uh, you know, to get a free cleaning for your teeth or something, you know, it it may be uh, a number of things that are beneficial. So, um, you know, one of the things that we would have to do often, um, I I really enjoy working with smaller businesses and clients and helping them grow. So, one of the things uh, we look at are very closely are the budgets because you may think oh it'll be better for me to advertise this way but we may look at the budget and say okay uh the best way to spend you know your $15,000 budget or $10,000 budget or a couple of 100 bucks you know might be xyz way so it's important to uh make sure that you look at that and the best way in which you can get the most bang for the buck when you're dealing with that particular product. So you have direct mailers, um, just, you know, thinking there's probably a couple of other ways that you can, uh, get your, your product out before people, you have things like infomercials. And so, um, you might remember, um, you know there's there've been several uh in the health and wellness area where they may do a 30 minute infomercial about a hair product or a nail product or makeup etc that they put out there um in a 30 minute infomercial and often those are used to uh basically um, teach people through testimonials um, that's where someone will come on and talk about how great the product is oh you know I've tried this new skin cream and it it works uh phenomenally and I wouldn't use anything else you know so you'll see that and that's going to be you know the cost of that would be like paying to actually produce it and then um, the time that it comes on and you know a lot of times those typically come on overnight, you know, they're not usually on during prime time because it's much uh, less expensive to advertise overnight. So that's another way in which you can get your product out. We're going to talk a little bit more about uh, marketing and advertising. When we come back, we're going to do a quick commercial and uh, we'll get into that in just a moment. When it comes to relationships, there are some obvious signs you can use to spot someone who might be abusive. First, they have a tendency to want to rush into a relationship. They may also show signs of jealousy and mistrust, and you could find they expect you to be perfect and will try to cut you off from other important relationships. They could also be abusive towards animals and children. To learn more about the signs of dangerous individuals and how you can identify and avoid unhealthy relationships, contact the Legal Aid Society at 1-800-238-1443. And hi, welcome back to the Celeste Stein Show. I'm your host, Dr. Celeste Stein, and we're talking about public relations, marketing, and advertising and setting up your small business if you're interested in becoming a business owner. Um, We were talking just a moment ago about advertising and another form of advertising um, that you can do besides, say, direct mailers or television radio spots are print ads. And so when you see an ad in the newspaper or you see an ad in Time magazine or any other magazine, Um, Those are printed ads which can be found in printed publications. And so a lot of times they're different sizes. I used to do all the media buying for the airport authority out of Nashville and so I learned a lot about um advertising and media buying. And I'll just say that, you know, you have your full page ad, you may have a half page ad, three quarter page ad, quarter page ad. And so how many ways can can it be divided up? So, you know, usually newspapers go by uh, inches when, you know, deciding where that ad is going to go. And obviously the cost of the ad, the larger the ad, the more it costs. And so, you know, I've done that sort of on a global basis, and it's it's really interesting. One of the things uh, in working um, overseas, you have to also be very familiar with uh, terms that are used because uh, sometimes in the United States, um, you you have to know about the culture in other countries. You may be saying something that's offending someone, so you have to be knowledgeable about that. Um, and I tell you, it just having uh, also taught a lot of this, um, you know, looking at ads that have gone wrong. There have been many. <laughs> so it's really important, I I, I would also say, um, in the area of diversity, equity, and inclusion, to make sure that when an ad is being created, that you have people that uh, are representative of <laughs> what America looks like um, that are part of that decision-making process because they may be able to point out things that sometimes other people might not think about uh, that could be offensive to someone and really uh, have a great campaign uh, uh, turn ugly. So, um, that has happened many, many times. And so it, that's why it's important to to work with professionals and also um, be inclusive uh, with the people that are working behind the scenes and who are hired to do things because um, you just want to make sure that you come across in the best possible light. Um, so those are many ways, you know, Um that that you can get a a product out there and it's so important to market um whatever you have you can have the best thing in the world the best product in the world but if no one knows about it you know even like if you're an entertainer or a singer or something like that you can be the best entertainer in the world but if nobody knows who you are you know or you sit on what you have and it's over here and no one ever hears it then where are you going with that you know, you you have to find ways to get your information out to people. And one of the best ways is certainly through uh, public relations, which often doesn't cost much. Um, and then uh, you just have to make sure you do it right <laughs> um, and, and maybe read a little bit. If you're not knowledgeable, you know, information is free. Uh, we have something now that I didn't have growing up and that's Google. You know, you can Google it, you know, and find out. Uh, as much information as, as you need to know, but just be knowledgeable and try to, you know, learn as much as you can. Um, I wanted to to talk a little bit also about uh, budgeting. Um, th- that's, that's an important component. So if you are working on a strategic plan for your business, for your company, you want to look at... Uh, developing a very detailed budget. Um, I remember before I even thought about starting my company, I did develop a full business plan with uh, marketing projections for like year one, year two, year three, year five, and year 10. And uh, it was so funny. The I have a friend who's the president of a bank in Nashville, and I I took it to him. He said, "Who did this for you?" I said, I, "I did it myself." He was like, "Oh my God!" He's like, "This is the most like detailed plan I've ever seen," and I I was like, "Well, thank you, you know, but um, you know, let's let's take a look here and let's let's talk a little bit about the the budget." So the thing he appreciated was that. I got very detailed in my budgeting. I was looking at, OK, if we get a building, how much is uh, the lease going to be on a monthly basis? How much uh, is the electric? I mean, I had to call the electric company and say, what is the for this particular area? What is the average electric bill? I mean, you am sure you can find a lot of that online now. But, you know, how much am I going to be paying for? You know, electric, gas, internet, phone service. Uh, If there's a vehicle, how much is the monthly gas gonna be for the vehicle? Um, Maintenance on the vehicle. Um, You know, everything you can imagine, supplies. Uh, Are you gonna have a copier? Are you gonna have, uh, you know, pens, pencils, computers? It's a lot of stuff. So every uh, line item there could be, I didn't leave any stone unturned. You want to make sure you have all of that stuff uh laid out because see you forget something and you may not know to get a copier, a lease a copier might be ten thousand five hundred, fifteen thousand dollars. Um, you know, what's that gonna cost you in a month? Uh how much money do you anticipate is gonna be coming in? Because if that money's not coming in, then when you add it all up, you're gonna probably be in the red. So what do you do in the meantime? You're going to max out all your credit cards, use all your personal credit? Of course not. You don't want to do that. That's why you want to be prepared. So you're going to be looking at all of that, looking at every single thing that could possibly uh, be an expense. And then you also have another huge expense, um, and that might be things like payroll, okay? And making sure that is done right, again, because if you're not taking out the proper amount of uh, taxes, uh, federal taxes, if you have uh, local income taxes, state income taxes, you need to know what those amounts are. And you need to have a good accountant. How many times have you heard of people getting in trouble because they did not have a good accountant who, uh, you know, can remind them of deadlines and when things have to be turned in, especially quarterly uh, taxes. Uh, Many times if you have over a certain amount and number of employees, you're going to have to pay that amount on a quarterly basis or or an annual basis. And so you have to be prepared uh, for all of that. Um, We're going to take another one more break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about a few more little tidbits of information that you're going to need to really be successful in business. We'll be back in just a moment. Domestic violence between intimate partners is expected to rise by 20% during and coming out of the quarantine shutdown. There are steps you can take to protect yourself. Don't wait for an abuser to hurt you. Call the police if you feel threatened. If your abuser begins to stalk you, it might be time for an order of protection. Once you get it, carry it with you and show it to police if you must call them. For more information, call the Legal Aid Society at 1-800-238-1443. And welcome back. I'm your host, Dr. Celeste Stein. You're listening to The Celeste Stein Show on BBS Radio. And I have been talking about setting up your own small business and marketing and public relations and advertising in terms of how you get your business out there and uh, are on the top of mind uh, with people. One of the uh, things that I haven't touched on um, that has uh, been Something that has really helped a lot of businesses, uh the fact that you can use social media, it's accessible to anyone, you know, um, that is one thing that is a big difference as really level the playing field a lot when it comes to uh, business operations. You don't just have to sell in your own backyard, in your local community. You can start an online business, as many people have, and be selling your products worldwide. And so um, sometimes uh, people may start with a very small vision, but that same idea could be marketed uh, globally. So when we look at um social media, I think there was a guy by the name of Neil Friedman who wrote a book called uh, The World is Flat. And um, a couple of years ago, when the internet was really starting to go like gangbusters, he brought out the fact that, um, you know, it's it's no degrees of separation. You can really quickly um, access people anywhere. And so uh, that is a beautiful thing that a lot of people haven't had that opportunity to be able to connect with uh, their publics in such a broad way um, that we didn't have access to before. So when we look at social media, you know, you have all of these different platforms. And one of the things that I think has been a struggle for a lot of people is knowing how to market to people across these different platforms. So, for example, you have, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We've got TikTok. Um, we have LinkedIn and and channels like that. You have to understand that the audiences. Uh, are different on all those platforms. So, how do you distinguish how you market to those different audiences? Well, one way would be through looking at demographics. And so, demographics basically identify your audience by, say, age, um, religion, ethnicity, um, sex. Um, race all those different things um when when you're looking at okay who you have to identify who is my customer who primarily is buying my product so in order to do that sometimes you need to use analytics like google has analytics you can go in and also i look at the analytics like on um youtube you can see you know how many people are subscribing how many people are tuning in. Then when you look at the analytics, you can actually see what countries they're from. You can uh, find out uh, the age range, you know, are more women listening or more men listening. You know, so you can really get a good snapshot of who your audience is. And once you know who your audience is, you have a better way of knowing how to market to that audience, right? so you want to look at okay if my audience is primarily female primarily females between say the ages of 25 and 64 i then will look at okay across these channels which one might be the best uh to pick up that audience well the younger audience might be more instagram and some of the you know the newer platforms that people are on um the the other, you know, if you're looking at, you know, say 35, 40 and up, maybe Facebook, you know, so you have to know those types of things. And that's how a PR marketing and advertising agency can actually help you um, in identifying who your target market is for your particular product and how to actually connect with that audience in the most cost effective way. An efficient manner. You have to really look at that because if you don't um, and you're you're spending all your time putting your information out in front of an audience that's really not interested, you're really wasting your time, right? You're wasting your time and, and your efforts there and your money. So you have to be able to really delve into that. And uh, sometimes, as they say, it's best to let the professionals handle that because sometimes people think they know what they're doing, but maybe they kind of don't. So uh, I'll say it like this. Um, You know, you wouldn't go to an oncologist to work on your teeth. You know, there it's like uh, people who specialize in something you want to go to the person that already knows the answers to all these questions. So it's not gonna cost you a fortune someone trying to figure it out just like you would be. You wanna make sure you go to people who know what they're doing and can help you quickly get where you need to go because that's the difference between success and failure with most businesses. It's the fact that uh, many times people, uh, if, if you haven't done the necessary homework, It's going to cost you, you know, what they say, pay me now, pay me later, but you're going to pay me. Right. (laughs) You know, and so you could end up spending a lot more than you need to. You know, like even simple things like deciding on what is the name of my company going to be. If that name is, say, uh, controversial in any way, you may not have thought on the front end when you picked that name that it it was going to be controversial but your PR marketing advertising team that deals with that stuff day in and day out, they're going to be listening going, I don't think you're going to want to use that name because have you thought about the fact that it, it may have this negative connotation or what have you? Or if you have thought about it, all right, that's going to possibly be an issue. So how how are we going to work around that when that does come up? Are we going to have to explain it every time? Do we want to explain it every time? So those are things that are are really important. When it comes to picking, first of all, the right team, and then knowing what it is you're trying to do, you have got to already be thinking about those things. And that's where your strategic planning really comes in. So like when we develop a strategic plan for a client, we're looking at many things. Sometimes, you know, you may think it's just one thing, but uh, there may be many things needed on the front of PR, marketing and advertising that go into making a business succeed or fail. And so it really is is important. And anytime, you know, I've been working on things over the years. I work with many, many different uh, Fortune 500 companies, billion dollar companies. Um, we will always meet regularly, um, you know, and and that may involve a retainer fee, you know, as you're really trying to grow, you know, you have to look at it this way. Um, and I look at it this way. If you are not willing as a business owner to invest in yourself and your business or your company, why should I? So a lot of people don't think about it that way, but it's like, so you want me to to invest in you and your product? Well, what are you willing to put into that? Because, you know, if something is important to people, they invest in it. And I would say, I know that can seem what, you know, but it's really important that you think about that because it, it really does take money to make money. You have to realize that, hey, um, I only have so many hours in the day. How can I be most effective within this time that I have to accomplish the particular goal? And you can do things the easy way or the hard way. You know, as I've been in business for 23 years, I think back to how I did things in the very beginning It's very different from how I, I do them now. I mean, you know, if you've been through something, you know, a couple of times before, you're like, eh, you know, there's an easier way to do this. There's a better way uh, to do this. And so that's how you have to think about it. You also have to think, okay, um, I'm trying to get from point A to point B. What is the 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 best way to get there? Now, sometimes people are really stubborn and they they wanna learn it all and go through it themselves that's fine, but but just realize in doing so, you may not make it. Again, one out of every 10 small businesses makes it. That means 90% fail. So let that sink in. I mean, that's quite a number. And uh, really, uh, I don't want to be in that 90%, you know. So I have to look at okay, who's made it beyond, you know, one year, two years, three years, five years, you know. People talk a good game, but, you know, you have to to know how uh to make it even in trying times. Um and sometimes that just comes with experience, it comes with time, um and having gone through things and strategic thinking. How Do you think about uh, resolving issues? Are you always gonna try to do that same old thing or you're gonna think outside the box sometimes? Sometimes you have to think outside the box to be successful. You can't just do the same old thing because I'll tell you one thing, with social media, new media technologies from uh, everything from the internet uh, to what's coming, uh, artificial intelligence augmented reality, all these new things, if you do not prepare for what is coming, I really want to repeat this. If you do not prepare for what is coming, I think people don't have a clue as to what is coming. You might either be without a job or your company or business model may be very much outdated. Um, To me, it's interesting that many companies like overseas in China and Japan, they're using um, some really uh, interesting (laughs) technology. They're using humanoids in many cases. Those are like robots that look just like you and me, like humans. And so those humanoids are actually um, being Used to sometimes uh sell products. Um they're using them like in fields um like uh education, um, like their simulation labs, where they're using um these humanoids to simulate human behavior. So and and the smarter, the more information they get, the smarter they get, the knowledge they get. So um, really interesting that uh, they're using them like in dental chairs, for example. <laughs> um, you know, they have these simulation labs, and when they're drilling and teaching the students how to um, work on a patient. These humanoids, they can talk. So that if, if you're drilling too much, it'll tell, oh, you're hurting me. I mean, they actually talk like human beings. So very, very interesting that uh that is uh, the direction and that you're you're having um so many of these also replacing jobs like um in the hotel or hospitality industry. Um they have them at hotels working the front desk walking around they're starting to be used a little bit more in the united states um they have them um anchoring newscasts uh overseas you know where they don't make any mistakes so what is that going to mean for the future journalists of tomorrow um things something you want to think about if you're going into that uh that field and how that may be might impact you later on Um, I've been inside of uh, television studios where now all the cameras I used to have, um, you know, when I worked in television and anchored, there would be like four floor cameras. There'd be one above and three cameras, camera one, two, and three. And each one would have a person running that camera um, or they may lock one down and, you know, go in between. But anyway, they had more than one person usually handling all of that, plus a director and a producer. Well, now, um, I was in a, a studio in Nashville and uh you better move out the way because the robotic cameras are moving all over the place and they're they can focus on their own. They have like one person that if the camera is out of whack, they can come and, and fix that. But so the these are some of the changes that are occurring. And you need to be aware of things like that because how is that going to impact your job and what skills are you going to need or are you going to want to start your own business so that you don't. Have to fall prey to that if you're you're working a a job. So it's really a lot happening out there, and I would say that it's really going to be important to be knowledgeable about some of these changes that are are occurring. You know, I decided to go back to school in 2014 to get my PhD in strategic communication. So I ended up studying all those things like um, artificial intelligence, augmented reality. and and just some of the impact uh, that these new technologies are gonna have on society. Um, again, we're not really ready for a lot of what is coming, I dare say, in the United States. I think um, really gonna be important to uh, know, how it might impact you personally. I know, you know, if you think back to when the internet started actually um you know the military worked with the internet and stuff over like 40 years ago and uh, as as we look at that and how it's evolved it just became part of our daily lives. Um just like things like editing software the, the only constant in it all was evolution, change you know so these things are going to come whether we want them to come or not sometimes i you know i do, i do know i have friends that as some of this stuff was coming about they they i mean they're just now getting on some of the social media platforms and some of them i don't want to have anything to do with it um so but the thing is i i feel like eventually it's going to have an impact on us and our society. And so it's better to kind of study media ecology a little bit to know how it's going to impact us so we can know how to best prepare for it. It's like, You know, when you think about cell phones, everybody, you know, everybody has a cell phone nowadays. Even in your most remote parts of Africa, you can see video where people are now not only posting uh, uh, video dances and all that. I mean, you know, you see people walking around holding cell phones. So they're everywhere. Um, And just a few years ago, they were nowhere. So... People are adapting and changing, but we didn't think about the fact that with our cell phones, you know, you are constantly like drawn into a whole other world that is in your hand. And as a result, you could be ignoring a lot of what is around you. And as a teacher, I can just tell you, it's been interesting to have to adapt to that when there were no rules in place as to, how do you deal with uh, the fact when a student comes in with a cell phone and an iPad and is on them and they're looking down like the whole time, you know, you're talking. I had to establish my own policy in my syllabus that said, hey, you're gonna need to put your phone in this basket if... If you're you don't put your phone away while we're in the middle of a lecture, because, you know, if you're not really paying attention, people think they can multitask, but they really can't. So, you know, especially uh, as, as the younger you are, you might think you can do all those things, but something is going to to not stick. Okay, so it's really important to. You know, think about that, to know how all of this is going to uh, impact us, to impact your family. And uh, if you don't do it, you know, someone else will in terms of how it, it actually impacts you. So I'll just say that I think it's really, really important to think about um, the future, to think about technology. And you can use a uh, public relations firm um, that is working on the communication side of things uh, to help with that. So if any of you would like more information about our company, um, Bishop Stein and Associates Public Relations Marketing and Advertising, we are based uh, in Tampa and Nashville, Tennessee, And uh, you can go to www.bsaprinc.com. Again, that's www.bsaprincorporated to learn more. If you need assistance, uh, we do offer free consultation. Love to talk to you and just, um, you know, give you some advice on what we think you should do with wherever you are we can we can help in a number of ways so we would love to love to hear from you well as i'm looking at the time i think we're right at about time so we uh, have found that that went by really quick um that is all the time that we have for now i want to Let you know that if you would like more information, again, you can visit our website at www.bsaprinc.com. We also have a Speakers Bureau. Uh, If you're interested in learning more about that, you can visit that page as well. Um, One thing I would say, I would also just ask really quickly that you please like and subscribe to my channels on BBS Radio and The Celeste Stein Show on YouTube. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you again next time on our live show in two weeks here on BBS Radio. Thanks for listening.